Friday show, Sports Cards Nonsense, brought to you by The Ringer. <laughs> We're just recording. You We're gotta record. give a guy a warning, nope. man. I told you I was angry today. Oh I wasn't my. until this stupid stuff, but that's fine. We can't talk okay. about that anyways. I don't gotcha. want to get fired. Um, <laughs> I mean, what are you we are on the brink. People sure. keep talking about it over at Spotify. They brought like to you, you by The Ringer Podcast Network. Spotify, follow us anywhere you listen to stuff and talk and see things. Oh my great. God. Promote am, something for goodness sake. I was not. I was in a decent mood. Here's the other thing that's irritating <laughs> me. Jesse knows this. One of my biggest vices, I would say, I'm a busy man. There's a lot going on in life. Got yep. a lot. Of, a mm-hmm. couple businesses were running. There's things happening. I've heard a lot I am a big it. fan of being on the phone. Oh, two God. places. I do all my talking in two places. One, toilet. Two, yes. shower. <laughs> Those are the two. You got free time. You oh, might as well. God. I and he to spends be having, a lot of time in there. For people. Happen to be having a conversation with Jesse today when I was on the shower in the shower, where we have our best conversation. Phone went ahead and fell into the water. Speaker totally jacked up. It's Fun bad. fact for you: the first time Simmons called me to actually hire us, mm-hmm. uh, he was a little early on his phone call. Thanks for that mm-hmm. one, Bill. Time change, whatever. <laughs> Richard, I was in the whatever. shower. I had to shut the water off for him, though. You do not get that courtesy. I don't get that courtesy. That's fair. So, um, things like are falling it. apart anyways. The phone isn't working. We have a show to do. We started 10 minutes late because we were yapping early, which irritates me. Let's, because of the- let's talk about all the good things. Go ahead. <laughs> Start naming them. Waiting. No, no, no. You, yeah. jump. you go <laughs> no, first. No, no. You go. You, go. you don't bring okay. Corey here. The producer's you know got some Here's good. a good thing. We got let's a go. great show in store for you today, folks. It's going to be an average show. Here we go. Average. <laughs> Average at best. Are we doing big picture or are you going to review? Just start. I don't know. Let's do big picture. MLB, NBA, NFL. We just got a whole lot of catching up. No huge story. Just quick hits. There's some big stories in there, but nothing crazy outstanding. We'll do a 10-minute segment. Yeah, so just kind of quick hits. And we are going to talk, by the way, if Jesse is prepared, you're going to see the intelligence side of Jesse today. Sports is not his thing. You're talking me up way too much. But the financial side of things is... You'll average be average like the show is average, and that's fine. That's uh, he's going to talk a lot about the tops going public thing, the Brady NFT, that scene. That's all Jesse's world, so we'll let him kind of dominate that after. Uh, just some quick, yeah, quick notes, quick hits around the league. NBA stuff first. KD back on the court last night. Hello. Makes this little man feel like he's five <laughs> foot nine. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> that's Pretty big excited. Day. Big, big news having him back. It's going to have big hobby impl- implications as well. Uh, he was five for five, put up 17 points, limited minutes. He had like Five or seven assists, five or seven rebounds. Actually looked pretty good. Um, and with Harden being out for a little bit of time, you know, he's going to be able to find his offensive groove quick, I think. Um, I'm excited. I have a ton of money invested in KD. I, I have not seen his prices as of this morning, Thursday morning, when we're recording the show. I think there's probably still time to buy him. Um, I think his prices will steadily rise as he's on the court. They held him out forever, too. Sounds like the reasoning was, hey, better safe than sorry. Let him get fully, uh, let him fully recuperate before bringing him back. And then they're going to just slow play him with the minutes. Like I said, last night was under 20 minutes. I think it's a perfect storm. Dude comes back. Do you think with Harden out, like he kind of, this is like his opportunity to really shine? Like, yeah. I mean, because no one else showing him up. He's going to shine either way. He's the best player on the team. Harden's been unbelievable. Durant is a better player overall than Harden. And Harden has already said, too, when Durant is on the floor with him, he knows I need to become the assist man, and KD is the guy scoring 30, which is actually the first time I had anything good to say about Harden was after he came out and said that. So I think Harden knows his role, but I I just think it'll be good. Just no pressure, too. The Nets are going to be one, two, or three in the East. I'm not sure it really matters a whole lot to them uh, where they go in. Um, you know, those three teams have set themselves apart from the, everybody else. Four through 10 is going to be kind of a miss. I mean, that four through 10 literally could go anywhere. But yeah, him coming back is huge. Uh, big game last night, too. Suns and uh, Jazz. Uh, we talk about Donovan Mitchell all the time. The game went to OT. Mitchell hit a big time three to push it there. They got beat uh, at the end. But uh, Devin Booker, here's another reason I feel like Donovan Mitchell is underrated. And somebody brought this to our attention. And you, yeah. an, an anonymous source, we'll call him BB. He knows who he you is. You know what? That's too obvious. Let's just go ahead and call him Brian Burrow. Now no one's going to know. I don't even know who you're talking about now. Um, <laughs> he made the point, too. You know, I, we often say market really doesn't mean a whole lot with in terms of hobby value. In general, it doesn't. I think the NBA might be the one where it has the most impact because we see stars in football. Herbert playing for the Chargers. That's a very meaningless market in football. I know it's L.A., but nobody cares about the Chargers out there. Um Joe Burrow being in Cincy, great example. Trevor Lawrence is going to go to the Jags. He's going to sell through the roof. Uh, Wanda Franco in baseball, the Rays, Vlad, you know, Tatis, all these guys playing in relatively small market teams, at least in terms of hobby. Donovan Mitchell still sells crazy cheap. 
I think some of that has to do with Utah. Some of that, though, is, you know, that point does carry over. I think Mitchell is more of an exception because the dude on the other side of the court last night, Devin Booker, who, honestly, if you ask me right now who I'm starting to team around, I would I would take Mitchell. I think they're very close in, in terms of overall skill. I think Devin Booker's probably a better pure scorer. I just like Mitchell. I've seen him in the playoffs step up his game. I, I'm a big Donovan fan. He's also younger. And what's interesting about those two, Booker, PS, again, just to use the PSA 10 prism, Booker outsells him two to one. Wow. So, and Phoenix is not exactly this unbelievable market. So, uh, awesome game to see those two, you know, face off last night. Those two guys are studs. I think there's room for growth with both of them. But again, just another example of there's a comparable player to Donovan Mitchell who sell, outsells him two to one. Some of that is because of the lower pop. It's an older product. I believe Booker was 2015 as opposed to 2017. Even still, pop counts on Prism don't. What, show me another spot where that makes any difference. So Luca has what, 80 million. What does it take then for Spida to finally have his prices raised? I don't understand. I think it's going to happen this year. I think if they go into the postseason and win a series or two, I do finally think we'll see the spike. And I think they're going to. Uh, you know, again, they have to avoid the Lakers. Weird matchup. You probably want to go in one out west so you can have a couple easy rounds. Um, I think that's all it takes. I think this will be the year we finally see him make the jump and sustain. Uh, there's also never been a ton of hype around Donovan Mitchell. And last year when there was, he got a crazy amount of hype in the Denver series, but then they got eliminated. So it was like unbelievable hype right to offseason. Mm-hmm. You know, had they, if they win that Denver series, then it's like a couple unbelievable games in a row. He put up 40 and maybe even 50 once or twice. Dude went absolutely nuts. If they win that series, then it's like, okay, couple days off, big series coming up against LA. Could have been crazy. So I, I do think Mitchell finds it this year. I just think it's not going to happen until postseason. But again, I just think that's a good example. Selling for half of Booker, nobody thinks Booker's twice the player that Mitchell is. I mean, I don't, you know, I, to me, I would take Mitchell outright anyways. But okay, anyways, uh, the, I had a couple other quick notes. Wall Street Journal had an article this morning, actually. It's like little did the Nuggets know they were drafting an MVP with the 41st pick. To, all about Joker, Ooh, Nikolai, Jok- Nikolai you, Jokic. You need something about that. Just kind of neat to see the Wall Street Journal. I was right on the main page of their website. Just kind of popped up on my feed today. Um, good for Joker prices. Another guy who has not moved a ton. Uh, I just sold a flawless auto of his. It was a PSA 10. Second year, not even a rookie. He doesn't sell, He doesn't sign a ton of stuff anyways. That card, when I bought it two months ago, was maybe 500 bucks. I moved it at an $800. I mean, 800 bucks, no problem. And I think it probably goes up from then. I've just been selling off quite a bit lately. Um but good to see some mainstream stuff for Joker happen, at least. Socks. Again, I, I just I want to clarify why you've been selling off, not because of your thoughts on the market. But I've been buying more have, monsters. You've been buying more monsters. You also have a yeah, personal I'm gonna try to expense. Buy my wife a, yeah, I'm going to try to buy my wife a house. We need a house wow, for the dog. about it. We huh? need a yard. Well, no you just asked, asked me why I'm doing details. it. What do you want me to do? No one, no one said specifics. I said a personal purchase. Make us all feel bad that we can't bu- sell cards and buy a house with the money. Jeez. Oh, stand down, child. You know what? I'll be where's my you. money on where's my money on contenders? <laughs> 2020 contenders. <laughs> it better spike. It I was mean. a heck of a buy when you got it. It's even an even better buy now. And we're closer Who wants to the to season. Buy some cases? You're gonna Talk be to excited. Me. You're gonna make money. I still have those in the attic. 2020 <laughs> contenders and prism are the two I put away. It's gonna pop, people. Uh the other one, Paul Pierce. We're gonna touch on the news real quick. He came out like with Instagram live. That's been three or four days ago now, I guess. Like with strippers and a whole thing. Not a good look. Not a good look. <laughs> not Yeah, not a great look. And he got fired from ESPN pretty soon thereafter. People did start asking, is this going to affect the hobby value? I'll be honest with you. Guys who are buying sports cards, I don't think... I, if anything, I think they were impressed with Paul Pierce going live. And, I mean, honestly, Card value goes up. Yeah, fact. I mean, did anybody think like, oh, you know, he's not a role? Like, did anybody think Paul? If Paul Pierce was the role model in the first place, it's probably an issue. I mean, he's, do you, does if, anybody if, know the guy? Like, if, if his if, video was him doing charity work, his values would have gone down. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the fact that he got fired, and I still think his prices jump in September when he goes to the Hall. I think we see kind of a, a hold until then. And the Hall of Fame bump in September. I don't think this means anything. Speaking of guys who are not on the rise in price. Let's hear about it. Ferdinand the Bull, Mr. Tatis. And he's been doing so well. Well, he played well, like, yeah. Preseason, he, he, he was doing so well. He ripped his shoulder apart. So, <laughs> um, yeah, it, it, they said no surgery, probably rehab a month-ish. I, I think that's very speculative even now, but 
Um, it seems like it was almost like a lingering injury. Do me a favor, pull up Indy's numbers. Uh, Indy, yep. the intern, did some. I had him pull some kind of before and after numbers. Um, I'll say this: there was a major sell-off the night of the injury, Ooh. which was was it Tuesday? He, he got injured. If you can uh, find the date of the injury, I, f- I know it happened yeah. after we taped our last show because it's something we didn't talk about. Feel like it was Tuesday night. Um, um, it says one day ago, two days ago. So it would have been so two, Tuesday. What's night. two days ago? Tuesday. Yep. Yeah, just a swing, non-contact injury. Just swinged. It looked like honestly, it looked like he broke his wrist. His wrist moved oh, like geez. Gumby. Ow. It was not not a good look. And ended they say up, only a month of rehab. Ended up being something in his shoulder. And again, it was like something kind of like a nagging thing from postseason, uh, from the preseason, even. Um, huh. That's not really a good look. early on. That that is yeah concerning. for a kid. I, I just anything you know. It, Kind of like the old adage, like anything with joints, it's never a good thing. I know, you know, medicine, sports medicines come a, a way miles from when I was a kid. But to see a young dude kind of had some nagging stuff is weird. And a non-contact injury, it, it was gross. I felt bad. He he literally just dropped right to his knees. My favorite part, I think they were playing the Giants. Buster Posey kind of like looks at him and just throws the ball to third. Oh, <laughs> like, come on, Buster. I mean, not that Posey's like a nurse out there, but it was kind of funny. He's like, all right, Posey's, all right. Posey's been down the injury road before anyways. So uh, what do you have for numbers on Tatis before uh, and after? Yeah. Indy just kind of the mainstay stuff. I want to point out, too, Indy doing a great job. You know he's doing good when you have enemies, Indy. You have one enemy out there. I will not say who. We'll tell, you, we'll tell him privately. Privately. I like that I can text <laughs> I like that I can text Indy at one in the morning, be like, hey, we need this, and he does it. That's what's amazing. He's never Impressive. not available. Um, all right, Indy, here we go. Your numbers for Tatis. Uh, we're looking at the 2019 Tops Chrome PSA 10. Okay, hang on, um, hang on, hang on. Okay. So those were doing 450 to 465 before. Yes. Yeah. For even sure. Upward, even got up to 500 at one point. Okay, that's probably um, an outlier sale. So call it 460 to 475 before okay. injury. What are they doing now? Are they hitting still doing four? Oh god, yeah, right. 330, 350. Really? On chrome. Yeah. yeah. You got that's that. brutal. People, I think other people see the same thing. Young joint injury, they're concerned. So I will say this. I want to review the other numbers. Tatis, though, is a guy long term I wouldn't touch, but like if his numbers go any further. That's another guy we're going to talk about two or three weeks from now. Like, hey, he's getting ready to start rehabbing. Load up on him because the hype of him coming back is going to be crazy. It okay. happened last year. He got injured. His prices spiked not long after because, again, it dropped a little bit. People loaded up. It then kind of hit new highs. He'll be a short-term buy at some point. Just depends on what the injury is. All right, so Tox okay. Chrome is down, what's that, 30%? Uh, More than 30. I mean, 450. Yeah. Sheesh. Okay. Yeah. What else you got? Um, we got 2019 tops, so this is not the Chrome. Just it's just PSA a paper 10. card. This out of yep. 2019 tops series two. Yep. So those um, were those were doing 290 to 305 right before that. Yes. Yeah. Pretty, what are they did doing you now? Look at this report. How do you know? No, but those are so all well. over Facebook. Those are okay. tattoo stuff is everywhere. Are they doing what two and a quarter? Uh, a little above. They're about 240 to 250. Oh, so those have only dropped yeah, not even 20 percent. Yeah, not a bad. Not a bad uh, drop for those. I mean, quite frankly, I'd buy the tops Chrome then. 30, 35% drop. I'd buy that before this. But okay, but a noticeable drop. Does he yep. have any 2016 stuff, his first prospect um, stuff? Yeah, he's got... I didn't open this see. email, so... <laughs> we've got a Chrome Auto, mm-hmm. and we've just got the Chrome Base. The Chrome so, Auto I want to know about. Auto? There's is it, a pretty low pop, by the way. There's only what is, what is the Auto, by the way? Is it PSA um, 10? PGS PS, this is a PSA 10. We are looking at and what um, were they doing? So Four? sales before the injury. Oh, this is a PSA 10 refractor. Let me see. Base auto. Oh, he's actually got a few numbers here. Okay, so the PSA 10 base auto, eighty three hundred. Sheesh. The I'm trying to see if he's got numbers after the injury. It doesn't look like there's been a sale after the injury for the base. So this let me a, say this. This is the only thing I saw. I know base nine five tens. So that's the same yes. card graded. Does he have those on there? Yes. <clears throat> what but is he up for bef- give me the before the injury sales on those? The Just before, before injury doesn't make sense because it's showing thirty one hundred for the nine five ten. But the but oh. then it shows unless he's referring even though he's got this on here, I thought it was as base, but he's got it as ten five 
for the 9510. That must be for the green. So then he doesn't have, we don't have the, the base. Um, okay. For post injury. What was this? Okay. But before pre injury was 31. Yes. They'd got as high. Yeah. Cause on Facebook, 32, 33 in the rooms. I'll say this. So Dibs dropped one yesterday for 2,800. Oh, that's I've a little people, bit more realistic though. Right. Yeah. So if they're at 2,800, it makes me think they're probably 2,500. <laughs> uh, yeah. I think you're probably going to see those kind of below 2,500 now. Oh, okay. That's the type of stuff that scares me, though. Like, cards that big can be a little bit more difficult to move anyways. So when his prices do kind of bottom out and we start to say, hey, he's rehabbing, it's not going to be long-term, I'd go after the Topps Chrome. I would find whichever one of these, when the dust settles, Whatever drops what the has most. dropped the biggest percentage. I would Because, again, sure, I'm not saying put in a vault, but, yeah. like, for two months and he comes back and hits a couple home runs, I would absolutely load up on guys like that. Yep, no um, question. Another one that's dropped <clears throat> about 25 to 30% is the uh the 2016 Bowman Chrome base. So not the non So just his first Chrome card. Yeah, those are going mm-hmm. a little over 200. Now they're going for around 160 or so. So that can't be for Actually, that's a 20% drop, not a Yeah, that can't be more. for a PSA 10 though. His PSA 10s were like yeah, he doesn't have the grade on here. Oh, these are raw sales. Raw, Sorry. I was going to say, because his PSA raw. 10s, I thought, were at one point were $1,000 for just a oh, base card. Okay. Yeah, That product so is so raw. stupid loaded, by the way. That came out in 2016. We were getting those cases from distributors at $552. I don't it's, know. I don't know if I want to hear the number you sold Tat- it at. Tatis, Soto, and Vlad all have their first prospect in there. Those things go for more than 500 bucks a box now. I mean, wait, they're probably... How many I, boxes I, are in the case? 12. I, oh I, I would bet those cases do twelve to fifteen thousand on the secondary market right now. We, That's... me, and my buddy Brew ripped a couple of those, like because there's nothing else back then. In 2016, the market was different. You just, you, okay, can we break even oh, on yeah. Bowman? Now it's going to make twenty x. <laughs> you know what has not dropped? The pollen count. My my face feels like I've been rubbed by a freaking Fight cat through oh, it. Go back goodness. in the shower as soon as we're done. Drop your phone. And I can do the do show this. from the shower. We talking? About it. <laughs> we can both do it. Let's do a shower show. Co- Corey, video or video Corey. or. I don't know then if we need video for that. We'll talk about that later. So um, yeah, Tatis, we'll kind of update. We'll keep we'll keep posted on what happens. Um, all right. Hopefully, so do me a favor. Give me stats on the next few guys. Oh god. First guy. <laughs> actually, you let me ask so you this: much hottest player in baseball is Akil Abadu. Do you know who no, he plays not. for? I, he's not because I haven't. I don't know who that is. Oh, so okay. I know that's not that's, accurate. <laughs> you have your finger on the pulse. In baseball, Badu? Detroit Detroit Tigers. You'll find them Tikes. in the AL Central. Oh man. Uh, he's hit a, again, home run this first at bat, had a grand slam, had a walk off double after that. He has been absolutely murdering baseball. I told you last show to sell him cause he was high. You would have cleaned up had you sold after the Tuesday show. You know, I'm almost to the point now where I would, I, uh, here's how I go. Could he continue this for a while and go up? Yes. I'm a, I'm a wins guy for him. Baseball prospecting. I like to just take wins when you get them. I honestly would sell Akil Badu still. I'm not saying he's not going to continue to hit well and hit home runs and have all this hype. I just, eh. especially if you have yeah. raw stuff, I wouldn't take the time to grade it because a lot can change. You know, if he shatters his shoulder blade like like Tatis does, then you're done. To me, nobody has big money tied up in the guy because he's been cheap for so long. I, I would I would still sell him now. And yeah, maybe a little bit premature, but I'm taking the win. So um, Seven I don't even RBIs. Care. Not yeah, he's bad. at seven. What's he got? Two home runs, three home runs? Two home runs. And he's batting four or no? Uh, What's four or five. Four yeah. fifty-five. I mean, again, we're a weekend, but the dude, I mean, he can play. Um, I'd still, I would sell him. Yeah. Really? Yeah. You the think it's just, team, this is the top? Okay. No, I don't, I don't even think this is the top. I could see him getting higher with time. I just, again, you can take a clear win. I'm taking it. You know, a lot can okay. go wrong. Baseball's a long season. Yeah. Um, the Reds offense, absolutely murdering it. NL Central, we're going to pull up there. Nick Castellanos, uh, Nick Senzel's played well, actually. Another young dude over there. Um, I know I'm forgetting somebody who I shouldn't be. Give me the Red. You have to give me the Reds roster here. Their oh, team yeah. leaders, especially. Castellanos uh, is tied for the... India. There you go. Mm-hmm. Johnny India's batting like 450 or something insane. He's out of 2018 draft. We'll talk about him after. India came way He's down after last season. Yeah. Um, Castellanos, like I said, four home runs. Suarez play the whole team. I mean, they're just hitting. They're crushing the ball. I don't know what their total runs are for the for the season so far, but they're murdering people. I mean, just hitting the lights out of the place. So, 
you know, if you have, like I said, Nick Senzel's a guy who was high years ago, kind of injuries. 57 runs for the season. 57 runs. Is that first? I don't know. That's okay. You're doing great. Thank Uh, you. (laughs) Their offense has been absolute fire, though. Uh, And they got a bunch of young guys. Nick Senzel's a guy, like I was saying, he dropped off so much after his debut in 2017 Bowman. Definitely room. Especially if you're a Cincy guy, you can load up on that dude right now and make some money. India is lower than he was right after debut. Although he's climbed up, people are taking note. There's still some young guys in, in Cincy you can make money on getting into right now. Especially if they keep up this pace for another month. I mean, their stuff will be through the roof. Okay. Good for Cincy. Nice to see him win one. I'm happy for him. I think he's not him. winning a whole lot. Well, they are now. They've won three in a row. My socks. Um, you know, yeah, we were real high on uh, Chubby Devers and, and Bobby Dahlback. Yeah, not, what happened? Not so much. A little no. bit of a slow start to the year. <laughs> um, so stay the course. Don't sell those guys. Those have both been in straight cash only because I like both of them. I still like them both. Quite frankly, if anything, I would buy them both now because there's been so many other guys popping out and taking the hype. You know, Otani, Acuna, all these guys who are just through the roof. I don't know. I would still buy. I'm still, anytime I see a decent deal on Devers or Dahlbeck, I'm still buying it. Is Dahlbeck down? Because I don't, I don't, and, you know, I'm just going to say, I don't know a lot about baseball. His Wait average is, I know, hold on, let me let finish. Me. Okay. His average is 143. And to me, again, yep. a novice. Well, ah, that seems low. Is that low, Mike? It's not great. It's not, not great. great. It's, it's not, not great. a good number. It's not a great number. Yeah. But you're still a hold. Yeah, because, I mean, at this point, you they have dropped some. I mean, no one's overreacting, just like panic dumping them. But I still think there's room with both of those guys. And the Red Sox have actually won some games now. I mean, you, you get swept by the Orioles. Never a good thing. Like, Cal Ripken wasn't walking through that door. Like, what are we doing here? <laughs> it's swept by the Orioles. It's not a good way to start the year. I still think you just stay the course with those guys. Um, if if you didn't have so much Boston blood in you, would you say that? Yeah, because again, I think as Devers has shown you in the past, he can have, I mean, honestly, almost MVP type numbers. Okay. Why would you sell him when he's kind of at a low? And Dahlbeck, I mean, even the experts are very high on his home run potential. So it's kind of like, why sell? I mean, you know, so why you, it's wouldn't a slow you? start. That's what we're saying. Slow start. Yeah, I, I just don't think there's any reason to panic. I mean, there's no reason to panic over anything after a week. So yeah, I'm okay. a sl- I would just hold him. Um, again, same thing now for the Colorado Rockies, um, pull up the stats, Colorado's in the NL West, um, Ryan McMahon and Garrett Hampson have been killing it. Hampson had three steals last night. I think, uh, he's playing really well lead off for them. McMahon is tied for the NL lead as of right now with four home runs. Talk about two guys who not, neither one had a ton of hype coming up anyways. They certainly have no hobby hype right now. Garrett Hampson's out of the 2016 Bowman class. Ryan McMahon. That's interesting. Ryan, I don't know when his. Is it McMahon or Mahone? I think it's McMahon, isn't it? M C M A H O N. Yeah, Ryan. Heck of a guy. <laughs> you know Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan. I also don't know when his rookie year was or when his prospect year was. He's, yeah, man, he's had a couple. Can we get now someone to call in and tell us if this Are is a taking- live show? Are we taking callers on this, Corey? Did we have that set up? <laughs> get Corey up no? Okay. Um, McMahon. Mc... Eh. We're getting there. I think it's, it might be McMahon. I, they, we'll never know for sure. sure. No one he knows. Doesn't, he doesn't know either. <laughs> I just remember Garrett Hampson. We used to just call the hamster. That dude came out of product all the time and nobody wanted him. Nice deflection to talking about hamsters. Yeah, sure. Uh, 2017, I believe, was his first year. First season, I should say. I wonder if that was his prospect auto. I'd have to check that up then. I'm curious when his first Bowman Chrome was, because he has the rookie out of 2018, I believe. But he would have had a prospect. He probably would have had a prospect before. Some guys like Reese Hoskins don't. Um, Actually, yeah, Reese Hoskins is one of the only big-time guys I can think of who doesn't have a prospect. He went right to rookie. Um, But yeah, those two guys. He had a 2016. Okay, so he's he's 2016 for Ryan McMahon. Garrett Hampson would be 20. Oh, Garrett Hampson was 2016 as well. He was definitely in draft. I want to say McMahon might have been in just straight 2016 Bowman. I had to guess. I don't uh, think he was. Well, they're is, all going to say Bowman Chrome. It's not going to tell you yeah. specific product, though. Either way, okay. both 2016. Both are fairly cheap. You know, McMahon's going to obviously jump way higher because of the power numbers. I actually like Hampson better. Um, I like his name better. I can pronounce it better. Uh, <laughs> I like the upside better for them, too. Almost no movement yet. Uh, he's and he's not a big power hitting guy, but 
Leadoff potential steals. Hannah's calling. She knows the show's being recorded. What are we doing here, sweetheart? Oh my god! There's a little shout out for the wife. Love my Stop. wife. Stop. No. She no has, more. She shout- has enough. Okay. No more shout outs for Hannah. So yeah, I like both those guys as well. Again, relatively cheap compared to where they could be. And the Rockies are playing okay. Um, and just two other quick hits. Bellinger calf injury. They said it today is not super serious, which is good. He's going to miss. He missed yesterday. He'll miss today. Um, the only good thing about that is it'll obviously hold his numbers down some, which they were already, to me, Bellinger for his level of play is not where he's supposed to be anyways. His Bowman Chrome Auto out of 2015 for a 9.510, still under 1,000. His Topps Paper out of 2017, still under 200. I just think there's a lot of good buys with him still. Um, and if they drop any more now, just because of a, even if he has a short stint on the DL, he's a guy I would absolutely buy short term like Tatis if they drop. So. Okay. Um, here's one thing I did not pull up. Can you pull up the details of the Sam Darnold trade? This is the one NFL talk we have. He um, got traded like an hour after our show on Monday. Oh, boy. Which is why we see. didn't talk about it on Monday. He got traded to Carolina. Carolina has a much better offense than the Jets. You know, Darnold's numbers will be interesting. Is he going to be their every week starter out there? I mean, they gave up enough where I think he has to be. I know it was draft picks. Uh, let's see. Anything popping up for you? Number three overall draft pick. The audience likes the awkward silence. They this do. Is good. They they love it when we're so prepared that we take moments out to figure out what we're doing. Um. Yeah. There's nothing that's like just short and sweet. I'd have to read through some of this stuff. So no, brother. This is embarrassing. Well, then why is it of, in here? What kind of a show is this? Well, we have to touch <laughs> on it for this reason. I think Darnold stuff. I mean, honestly. The Panthers' offense, again, they have CMC is an unbelievable offensive player. It'll be interesting. I, I've i never been high on Darnold, but then again, it's so hard to judge a quarterback being stuck in the Jets. Like, nothing good is in New Jersey anyways, so Jets are otherwise. Okay. They get a sixth-round pick, uh, a second-rounder, and a fourth-rounder. Oh, I'm sorry, the sixth round is in 2021 draft. The other the two are next year. The second and fourth are in 2022. I mean, that's a decent haul for a guy of Darnold. I got to think they, they're viewing him as a starter this year, then. I mean, that, that's kind of been the talk. I would think that's... So what does it do to his hobby value? I mean, he is dirt cheap compared to where he was. Again, that's another guy. It's a quarterback in football. If there's any inkling of hype in football, prices move. As we get closer to the season, I'd be curious to see what else they do. But I, I think Darnold might actually be a decent buy. You know, I could see him putting up decent numbers there and again people are just so hungry for the next quarterback because of the Mahomes effect you could see some movement there so uh I'm tired right. of talking uh you know what the next segment you know. I named it I didn't tell you the name of this segment okay. Jesse's time to shine we are excited too much you're putting too much emphasis. I'm gonna enjoy my monster and enjoy your commentary hey guys <laughs> oh, God. oh boy you want to start come. again <laughs> hey guys um tops is going public is who cares? Is that's my first question. What do you, do I, you sound like Steve Carell in the Anchorman right now? Like, what are is you doing? Just is <laughs> that's it good? how I normally talk? Have you seen the yeah. character? Uh, this is this is the biggest questions I've seen. So, what does this mean for the card business? And should I invest in tops? Um, let me throw a little bit of information at you first, <clears throat> because some people don't know what's going on. So, tops is not going public as much as they are being bought out by another company that is already public. Um, Which I didn't know this. This was this, news to me. Yeah, so this is what these... Uh, you may have heard of a SPAC. Um, I don't remember what the acronym stands for, but essentially what they are is they're like a shell company. They're just a blank check company that has uh, that goes public, starts up, and is intent on inquire, acquiring another business that they feel is going to go up in value. And in this case... Tops is that business. Um, they ended up merging, uh, or they are going to be merging um, with Mudrick Capital. Now, if you went went out to the you know Robinhood or whatever platform you use, you can actually pull this stock up. Now, you can go ahead and start investing technically um, in Muds M U D S before they change their ticker symbol over to Top. Um, so, hang on, let me ask you this then: yeah. Is this the only company they own? Yes. So, the, so when this, they tr- so when they change names, they're just going to trade to change to tops. Top. Just well, like the ticker symbol will be top, but yeah, um, the the stock itself will be listed under what is now Muds going to top. Um, 
what's interesting is it has not necessarily skyrocketed. I mean, don't get me wrong. It jumped. So when the announcement came out, the because you could have bought into this. like So you can buy into these SPACs prior to them actually merging and starting another company and, you know, hopefully hit it big. A lot of the electric vehicle companies, that's how a lot of these have come on board so fast. Uh, there's been a lot of talk in the stock market about are SPACs just another bubble? Like everyone's starting a SPAC. Everyone's trying to get into these because by doing this, Tops avoids having to go through all the paperwork, all the time uh, that it takes to actually take your company public. So in other words, you just hey let's bu- let, let's go with this muds company because instead of the this whole song and dance, bam we're already there different name, changing exactly. the future. Okay. Yeah, skip skip all the the headache. Um, it was trading at nine ninety um, before the announcement. Nine dollars and ninety cents. Nine dollars and ninety cents. Okay, it shot up to eleven dollars, um, and it hit no. a high somewhere around. 1170 as of two days ago. So that's Tuesday, April 6th. 15%. Yeah. But now it's back down. It's down actually a little below where it popped up to. It's down uh, to 1070. So a lot of these will do that though. A lot of like things will spike and then it'll even out over the next few days. Um, But the fact that it didn't spike more than that, I mean, I guess it's not necessarily to say that there's not going to be more hype and more increases. We find out uh, all of what Tops plans on doing. Um, but here's here's a few points that I got that Tops. One of the reasons why Tops thinks like its valuation is 1.3 billion dollars because that's what that's what the this offering is basically valuing them at is going to be 1.3 billion dollars. Okay. Um, first off, when Tops is going public. Uh, you need to remember that the chairman of Tops is Michael Eisner, who he's the one who essentially got Disney to where it is today. Like he uh, started with them back in the 80s. And uh, he said like their valuation at the time was almost exactly what Tops is now. And now Disney, is, you know, they have they own Marvel, they own Star Wars. They have become one of the biggest conglomerates in the world today. Let me ask you real quick, a quick interjection. Was he yeah. already the CEO of Tops, though? Yes. Yeah. How long has he? Do you know how long okay. he's been in that role? Um, since two thousand and seven, I believe, is when he bought them. Okay, so it's because so, somebody brought this up. The only reason I interrupt real quick, somebody was like, "Oh, well, Eisner's behind it. Look what he did with Disney. He's already been there for fourteen years." He has. So it's not like it's okay. So this isn't a like brand a, new change of leadership. Exactly. Okay. So it's it's not necessarily brand new, and I think that's kind of reflected in the stock price right now is why you didn't see, you know, such a huge spike is just that the valuation granted, it was already at $9 a share. I think these things usually average somewhere around $10 a share. Um, the, there's not necessarily a big change. Like there wasn't a big new thing that's coming out. Um, so the good things, here's a positive thing. So, um, you've got licensing partnerships. They already have licensing partnerships with MLB NHL, Formula One, Disney, Star Wars, WWE, a few others. Um, they also, funny fact, uh, tops 35% of their business. You want to guess where it comes from? Candy. Candy sales. Yeah. Bazooka Joe and like a yeah, they're ring huge. pop and all I'm that surprised. other kind of I stuff. I actually thought it was bigger than that. I thought it was more than 35%. So, so that being said, um, the big things that come to this, the card impact side of things is that... Um, they are basically their goal is to go a hundred percent digital with their cards. Not to say that they're going to get rid of cards. They're still going to have a card presence, but they want all of this to also have a digital footprint. Um, NFT and it. Well, and so NFT is a logical next step. They've already been doing some digital sales, but now it's going to involve NFT because this, this is going to be, you know, hopefully a positive for them because a lot of people don't realize that with NFT sales, you, there's technology now that allows for an NFT to be sold. And then the artist, the original artists who created it, have the right to get paid um, royalties on that on resales down the line. So hmm. if like I sell like like that Mickey Mantle card that sold for five million dollars. That card probably sold for like a few cents back in the day when it was originally sold. 
But when it sold for $5 million, Tops didn't see a penny of that. However, now with NFTs, there's technology built into where they could uh, uh, essentially see royalties from these resales down the line. So that's one big positive for going into the NFT space. Um, it's also, you know, they're eliminating some overhead packaging, printing, things like that. Um, here, those are the overall positives that are coming with this and the fact that they're getting a $250 million infusion of capital from merging with this, uh, company with Mudrick Capital. So So let me say one. So here's one thing then the merging capital, because Pete, I'll be honest with you. I've seen way too much made of this merging capital in mm-hmm. some respects, it's going to help. Two hundred fifty million do a lot with, but yeah. oh, people! The first thing I heard is, well, now they're going to go after. They're going to get NFL and NBA licensing. I can tell you right now from the people I know at Panini, there is no chance in the world Tops is getting licensing in either one of those anytime soon. Well, so that's the thing. That's this is you actually hit right on the first negative that I, I see here. There we is go. Possible negatives is licensing agreements. So. Yes, they have MLB now, but I think that licensing agreement is coming up to an no, end or like they, renegotiations. They just, they just re-sign, they may renegotiate. They actually had just re-signed at the summit maybe two years ago, but it was like a four or five year deal. There's a it was couple a four years or five. left. Well, I know that there's like, there's, it's coming up in the next few years, basically. So, it, mm-hmm. but that is a concern of just in general, you lose a licensing agreement. That's like the only MLB. one they have. Dude, they lose MLB? No Bowman? That's what well, I'm saying. Man. Like yeah, you, you lose something like that, that's a big hit. Um, you have competition. There's not necessarily another name like Tops in the card space. I mean, there's Prism. You know, there there are other names in the card space, but Tops is an 80 year old company. Right. It invokes like a lot of nostalgia. However, there is going to be competition in the NFT space, which they are fairly new to. Um, it's they they haven't said anything about like anyone they're bringing on to really help them with NFT, like as far as like big names that make us feel like comfortable that they're moving, they're diving head first into this space. Um, so there, there could be possible competition out there. And here's my big thing about any company that goes from a privately held company to a public company. You are now in the hands of your shareholders. And what that means is you go from a position where you as a CEO or whatever the case may be, have the ability to direct this company where you think it should go to grow. However, when you've got shareholders, when you've got the public opinion out there saying, hey, why is the stock price going down? I need it to go up quarter over quarter. Now, all of a sudden, there is maybe in there, there's decisions that are being made that wouldn't necessarily have been made if it was still privately held. So such make, as, more, make more product, raise Such prices. as make more product. What happens when they're like, oh, well, we're not necessarily making as much off candy sales. I like the NFTs, they're doing okay. But Bowman. our stock price isn't doing what it should be doing. Right. Well, first thing we know that's booming, we know that they just, they increased their sales 23% last year. What's a good way that we could do that even more? Make Sell more. more cards. And yeah, make so I'll more tell cards. you, so that, I'll be honest with you, that reason alone especially on Twitter, some of the blue check marks were excited about this. I tried to ask all of them the same question. Why is it a good thing? And I just got a lot of regurgitated nonsense. No one said anything factual. I'll be honest, this scares me because PSA going public, yes, but was sold to Nat Turner, who's very involved in the card scene already. He understands the need for constraint, right? He can hold that back some. Mm -hmm. The top side now, you have it being sold to just a shell company that has no interest in that. I do start to worry now that, hey, instead of producing you know, 25,000 cases of Bowman, let's just produce 100,000 of them and let's increase the price by 20%. I actually kind of see this could be a negative thing. You got to be careful. I just, uh, yeah. All right, so enough um, about that. So tops, yeah, I'm kind of on the fence like you. Um, Hit hit the Brady thing quick, then we're done with the nerd Tom Brady NFT platform, there's not a lot to talk about. I mean, we don't really know much about it. It's going to be called Autograph. Um, it's a company, though. It's not just him producing one for of him, like a personal thing. He's he's established an NFT company. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. So okay. this is an NFT company. The only thing that I find really interesting, there's an uh, advisory team of people from like Lionsgate. You know, that's a film company. Apple, uh, Live Nation, DraftKings. Um, they are all getting in on this, but they're just advisory roles. I don't know exactly how that helps um, other than 
you know, maybe some of these guys have some insider information in NFTs that we're not aware of. Hmm. The weirdest thing is that the guy who's like co-chair of this company with Tom Brady is Richard Rosenblatt. He's the former CEO of the company that owned MySpace. He's Hmm. going to let his son, who's 23 years old, be the CEO of this new company. I don't know. Thanks, Dad. It seems interesting. My dad taught me how to paint a little bit. That was good. (laughs) 23 years old, and he's now the CEO of this company. I don't know if I trust a 23-year-old CEO just because he's the son of one of the guys who's throwing money at this. So interesting. all. All right. So, interesting. yeah, there you go. I mean, the digital thing is becoming more and more relevant, the tops thing. Uh, that's why I'm glad you're here. So, yeah, because I, I didn't understand the top sale uh-huh. at all. Did you hear that? You're glad it's I'm true. here? You're here for the banter. Oh, my goodness. And you're here for the uneducated <sighs> sports card view. And that's what you give us every week, <laughs> and it's so perfect. I'm so good at that. Because really I got a couple good. emails this week, and I addressed them already, and I'll address it again. Somebody even said on Twitter, if Jesse's on the show, I'm done listening. No Who problem. said that? Why would you say that now? Fine. Oh, my response, though, oh, find God. something else to listen to. So there you go. You, I got your back. Don't you worry about that. Well, um, give me their name. <laughs> what's that Twitter <laughs> handle? <laughs> right, I just feel curious. Oh, you're, you're doing great. Uh, new releases for tomorrow. Optic 2020 Optic Contenders Football. You get two autos in each box. It's going to be 5 to 5.50 a box. I'll say this again, because you don't have a chase of actual just base rookies. You have like some of the insert rookies and the color refractors of them, but you're super reliant on the auto and it's a big auto checklist with most products. I'm not chasing this thing uh, as personal boxes. I do like the breaking aspect. It's one of the best looking products of the year. I love it. The autos, especially like the Burrow and Herbert autos are going to sell through the roof. Um, if you have product that you've gotten on a cheap basis, you know, if you have allocation at, at distributors, or if you just found some cheap at a, at a local card shop, I'll be honest, like other 2020 products, I love just putting that thing in the attic. Like honestly, 2020 football product to me is almost a vault year product. There's so many good quarterbacks. I just, to me, it's one of those things. If you don't have to open it, don't open it. Because I think you're going to see, especially even when the season starts, the market's still going to be hot then. We're going to have Trevor Lawrence hype, no question. But I think you'll start to see 2021 is even more expensive. Then guys start to look at 2020 and go, man, this is insane. Almost like the almost like the effect of 19 to 18 basketball. Like, yeah, Zion and Ja are ridiculous. One year before this, though, Luca is all world and Trey Young's a monster. And all of a sudden that that product just spiked even higher. So I could see a similar effect here happening because, I mean, you've seen Burrow, even Tua and Jalen Hurts as the third and fourth option. And then, of course, Jerry Judy, CeeDee Lamb, all those guys in there as well. I like 2020 football products. I don't like it to rip, but if you can get it and hold it, if you have patience, I think it's a good thing. So um, nice. let's go back to you. Back to oh. you talking. Straight cash, homie. That was terrible. Didn't, they didn't know what was happening. They were like, I why is it so you, I didn't think you knew what was happening. This little <laughs> look on your face. Um, we're going to go a couple guys we talked about in the open. I've got, I, I went baseball and I went fairly cheap and we're going to give a little bit of context here as well. Cause we haven't done that. So 2016 Bowman Chrome raw autos of Garrett Hampson, the leadoff guy for the card, uh, for the Colorado Rockies. As of right now, there were still autos like 12 to 18 bucks on eBay. I think it's a great buy price. Anything under 20, I think it's a good buy super low risk because of the price. I would say this though, like I view most prospects, he's unproven. He's in Colorado. They're not going to compete for anything. If those cards doubled or tripled or anywhere close to that, I would sell out. I'm not holding this guy thinking he's the next mantle. Um, but I think at under 20 bucks, especially in the $15 range, I really like it. You know, And again, people say, oh, well, I'm going to double it and make 15 bucks. Cool. So buy 10 of them. And then you can double and make 150 bucks. Or you know, when they double, you make all that money. So I just think percentage-wise, there's a chance that those could very easily double because that is so cheap. Um, I wouldn't waste time trying to grade him. I'm not. I'm not holding out for this kid to win a, you know, the triple crown. I just think at some point people will notice him. He'll get. You know, there already is some hype there because of Ryan McMahon and what he's doing with the home runs. I think it's a super cheap buy that I would take a shot at. Another one that's a little more expensive now. Um, 2018 Bowman Chrome. It came out of Bowman Draft, but you'll find it listed under Bowman Chrome. Jonathan India, his first prospect auto. Uh, a 9510, they were doing like 150 as of a day or two ago. They're up over 200 bucks now. I honestly, I still like those under 250 if you can find them. And, and even almost under 300. I think they're going to be, I, I think we're going to continue to see moves on that. Um, by the time you hear this in the morning, there's a couple auctions ending tonight. I'll be curious where those go. 
Another guy, though, he's not going to bat 480 for the season. It's not Ted Williams we're talking about. But the media is covering the Reds because of the hot start. Their offense has been incredible. Indy has been a big part of that. He's in the everyday lineup. You know, again, that's another guy. You could easily see that Bowman Chrome prospect auto hit four to 500 bucks. That's kind of my sell range. I would buy that under 300 with the intent of if it hits about 400, I'm probably moving if I need to. It's a healthy return. You want to get a little riskier with that and see what he does and see what that team continues to do. Maybe a hold till five or 600. But to me, those are both pretty decent buys. And I have one more weird one. This randomly popped up. Um, Anthony Davis, his rookie National Treasures patch auto, the horizontal card. So these were selling raw anywhere from like nine to 12 grand, closer to 12,000 last year, and even like eight, five grade or a nine grade during the championship run, hit 12 to 13,000. You can buy a nine, five, 10 with a nice patch right now on eBay. PWCC has it listed. Their vault has it listed. I get to buy it now at 16,000. If you've got some serious cash laying around, Anthony Davis is coming back. I still think the Lakers are coming out of the West. That's a $25,000 car if they win a championship. You know, 16 grand is not something most people have lying around, but we get some cheap stuff. You want to get really weird with a product and with a card? I want to get real weird. Real weird. Anthony <laughs> Davis, 2013 National Treasures, the uh, the actual patch auto. There's a few listed, um, but the 9510, that's the only gem listed on eBay right now. I don't think that's a bad buy at 16,000. You're not returning your money in a month. I think the only time that really spikes is playoff run after he's back healthy. But you got one for this week? I do have one. Nice. I've got one. Take it. Yeah, not just anyone. Um, I've Tennis? got one who is, this is the son of a Lars in Susan, also known as the Mad Titan, also known as Thanos. Oh, <laughs> so what are you saying? Mr. Thanos himself. Come on down from the, the Titan moon of Saturn. The gold We've glove. Got He's 1990 dead, isn't he? Marvel Thanos. Actually, he's not, someone, signing. he's not signing anymore. He's not. And that's <laughs> that's why I why you think I chose this card. Um, how do you hold actually, the pen with that big glove? I don't even know how that works. You're looking too much into it. He doesn't have gloves on both his hands, idiot. What if he's I'm a writing? So sorry, though? clear that up. I didn't. Mean oh to say that. man, idiot. I'm so, oh, so that did, I didn't mean that. Bad word. Um, so this is interesting again. because I'm, I'm done jumping all over. Go ahead and give me the whole thing. Give us a 1990 set. Marvel Thanos card. Uh, this is <laughs> not rated is number 79. If you are looking this up on uh, we are on PSA. Yep. Uh, there's 41 of these cards. However, I want to clarify this because I know a lot. I mean, got card guys know, but new guys don't. Um, you get when it. we say like the population's like 41 or whatever the case it may be. That's just what. PSA has graded. It doesn't necessarily mean all the cards that are out there. Right. And I specify this because when you go on eBay, there are a actually a pretty fair amount of these cards being sold right now that are not graded. Right. So um, just something people haven't started grading yet. That's exactly. why the pop is lower. Sure. Exactly. And so uh, this is my straight cash homie because the PSA 10 uh, has very recently, within the last few weeks, gone for about $1,100. Um, even Ooh. actually about a month before that, it was going for about close to $1,500. Um, PSA 9 is going for about $300. However, that is, that's a huge gap, I think, in my opinion, is the PSA 9 to the PSA 10. But the, the yeah. base card itself, I, I think that there's more room for this card because it's like, especially after the, the movies, the hype that that came with, the hype in the card market. I think that there's actually some room for this card to make some money, especially when you consider all of the base cards, like the ungraded cards right now that are what going are they for, for twenty dollars. Um, so you can so, almost buy almost buy that's almost a card then at that cheap of a price. Buy it and submit it somewhere. Obviously not PSA, the, but well, like I mean, what's I, it's not like this card necessarily is gonna lose a ton of value over the next few months. So I'm not saying you couldn't wait till July when PSA hopefully opens back up. But, sure. but um, I mean, for $20 and the fact that this thing for PSA 9 is going for almost $300, in a lot of these cards that are being sold, I mean, I have a novice eye, but from what I'm seeing, a lot of these look pretty well-centered, not a lot of uh, beat up. It looks like these the kids who save these cards are very similar to the ones who saved uh, their baseball and basketball cards in like little nice mint sleeves. I mean, okay. let's be honest. I don't want to be that guy, but 
if you collected these cards back in the day, you probably took care of them because sure. you had Prize a pocket protector. Yeah. Yeah. As so. long you had to, yeah, you weren't spending money on a girlfriend. You were just <laughs> yeah. spending money oh, on protecting those cards. I That's didn't okay. say that. I didn't say I that. I said it. This well, day in me. history. 1974, oh, uh, Henry Hank Aaron hits home run 715, which at the time was a record-breaking huh. Babe Ruth's. It's been broken by Barry Bonds since. Uh, interesting, though, I'll say this. We saw a massive spike. By the way, that was what it was. It reminds me. I say, I'll say this too much. It's been brought to my attention. You say essentially too much. During your little tops thing, four essentialies. Dang it. Why are you reasonable. telling me this now? I would have been counting your I'll say this. Yeah, you got to be on the ball, pal. It's called market research. I'm going research. back. I'm going to um, I bring this up to say Hank Aaron has always, in my opinion, been crazy undervalued. His death, obviously, we saw a super spike in his rookie, the 1954 tops. I still think his 1956 high-grade cards, look at what they are compared to Mantle. Just, I, I know Mantle was great. I think historically, as many people would say they'd take Hank as Mantle, if not more. And I'm not even going to get into the debate who was better. I have no idea. It's a totally different game. Never saw either one of them. I, I don't know. But Hank Aaron was unbelievable for 20 years. I have never understood his market as it relates to other guys, especially as it relates to Mantle. So it is is interesting to me, again, just kind of a reminder, like Hank Aaron, nice graded stuff, vault. I, I just don't think that's ever going down. Um, unbelievable hitter. You know, a, a lot of people still consider him the, the still the real home run um, champ of all time. So I don't know. I thought that was kind of funny. I, I also had an interesting this day in history that involved Mickey Mantle. So that's weird. And an escalator or what was it? Uh, <laughs> the Astrodome. Houston Astrodome opened this day, April 9th, 1965. And Mickey Mantle hit the first home run in that Astrodome on that day. That's a fun that ex- fact. That explains the price discrepancy between him and yep. Hank. That's yep. it. That's Hen- it. Henry never did that. <laughs> uh, they actually two interesting story about those two. One of my favorite vintage cards. I don't love the vintage baseball market itself. I love buying and selling. The 1958 Topps card, the Home Run Heroes card, or Home Run whatever it is, Dueling, it's the only card that features both of them on the same card, Hank Aaron and Mickey Mantle. 1958, I'm almost positive it's 1958. I always thought that was an awesome card. That's Um, cool. And that's another card to me. I I know it's gone way up in value, as everything has. I still think that's amazing. Like, those two are, like, all-time greats. I still think Aaron's very undervalued, so I've always thought that was one of the cooler cards. I have three super quick points, then I want to get a couple mailbag questions. I know we're running over time. Uh, 130point.com, a lot of people use that, myself included. Here is a weird fact. It has been down trying to find data lately, and my my buddy Josh on Facebook posted this. So if I wanted to look up a, a 2018 Luka Doncic Prism card, it would come back no results. But for some reason, if you put in Luka Doncic Prism 2018, put the year at the end, for some reason, the numbers at the beginning are are misfiring in the search. You simply put it at the end. I did this this morning. Huh. Worked perfect. So I, I don't know what... Message them? Do you have any contacts over there? I don't even know who it is. No clue. But okay. just put it at the end. There you go. Um, also, another interesting thing, my buddy Kyle on Facebook brought this up. Upper Deck is releasing two golf products this year. I guess they haven't released golf in seven years. Artifacts and I think the game use set. Uh, the the reason we're going to see that spike is because there's so many over the past five years we've seen a bunch of new guys come in who have never had a real authentic upper deck licensed rookie card. And one thing that's crazy about that at one point boxes when they came to the pre-sale market so you could pre-order them uh, was $129. Now they're $600 to pre-sale to pre-buy. So. I think those are two interesting products people may be sleeping on. You may find opportunities to buy those things. And I think as sealed wax, those would be great products to hold. And then just a quick tease. Next week, I talked to Scott over at Starstock. He's the co-founder. He's going to jump on next week at some point. I got to confirm with Richard Simmons, too, if he's coming on next week. I think we'll have a guest on both shows next week. Hairs on point. We say Richard Simmons so casually now that I'm afraid people are just going to think we don't know his name. If Bill's even listening to the show, he's like, oh, Richard's coming on. Okay, good. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, we're talking about Bill Russell, Bill Simmons. Uh, So Simmons may join us next week. Scott, it looks like, is going to. So I think we'll actually have some guests for next week. So, yeah. And there's a surprise guest that I'm trying to get. So I'm intrigued. I'm not going to tell you. I don't want to know. All right, hit me with some questions. We got to hit a few. All right. Mailbag. This is um, off today's Facebook, correct? This is off today's Facebook. Yes, okay. sir. I don't want any of this old crap. The old crap is just as qu- good. Let's go, you could have asked 10 questions already. Why are some graders better with vintage and others better with modern cards? This is from Grayson Schutzman. 
I mean, the only one I can think of that's better with one as opposed to the other is SGC. I, mean, that's what, I think that's what he's referencing. Yeah, okay. So SGC is really well respected with pre-war stuff, but with new stuff, people don't. Why? Market perception. No other reason. Yep. Really? I don't okay. think their grading technology is all of a sudden different for new stuff. I just people don't love the new holders, and they just haven't taken. Yep. Okay. Jacob, oh, you know what's interesting though about SGC? I just heard as well. Oh. Their rate was seventy-five bucks a card, which I blasted them over. Apparently, oh, they've reached out to some sub, some bulk sub guys. Um, and they offer them at half the price, thirty-seven fifty. Whoa! I, I don't entirely hate that price at thirty-seven fifty for SGC. Um, uh, okay. Not sure why that wasn't in the press release, but that's fine. maybe. Well, maybe although it's probably could. a terrible look if you take the work and do it yourself. It's seventy-five bucks. You let somebody else do it so they can make some money. It's only thirty-seven. It's interesting. <laughs> Anyways, uh, go. Sorry. All right, Jacob Larky from Facebook says Larky. <laughs> I don't know if you're familiar, but he. I know his- Jacob. He and his wife are having their first kid, a little boy, in the next couple of weeks. Brag he says he wants, wants to set aside uh, some wax for the his birth year. Any suggestions? He's willing to spend the money on prison basketball, but is this the year to Stop do Stop bragging that? about your kids, Jacob. I have two dogs, okay? <laughs> My dogs are as great as any child. Uh, <laughs> I actually know Jacob from the break room, too. Oh, God. I'll be honest, 2020, to me, I wouldn't... Basketball prism's crazy and, you know... I don't hate 2020 football. In particular, the one we joked about earlier, 2020 contenders football is cheaper now than it's ever been. If I was going to put aside a couple boxes, I would put some of those aside. I still have cases in the attic that I will not sell, probably not until you know long term. I actually think 2020 contenders, it's a decent buy right now, and I think because of the quarterback star power, it's an awesome one to put away. Name your mm-hmm. kid Brady. It's a boy, right? He said boy. Brady, Brady. Larky. Brady, here's your name. Four oh names always does better. Brady, nope. Michael, Paul, Larky. <laughs> you just We're good. giving your full name, first, middle, and last. There it is, people. Look him up. Brett Hallamore from Facebook says, oh, Hey, the... Mike, I have kids. <laughs> Any braggart. value in sets? He doesn't have kids. I just do that. <laughs> <laughs> he probably does. He sounds smug. He's got <laughs> children. Uh, yeah, of course. Just depends on what the set is. I mean, like some guys still mess around with like the super cheap base sets that have some variations. You know, there, there's some there, but like autograph sets still carry a lot of weight. Co- sets that have, you know, older sets, 03 tops, chrome, iconic sets with iconic rookies, tons of value. You know, I'll say this, though. Some people hold on to sets thinking they're going to be more valuable when realistically, if like sets in the 2000s, if there's one card in particular that sells really well because it's that one star rookie, if you're looking just for monetary return, Pull the star card, the, the rookie that's doing all that value, grade that card and sell it. Don't worry about breaking up the set. Because a lot of times that individual card, just graded by itself, is going to sell for almost the full weight of the set. Then you just piece out the set for cheap. Okay. Um, Mike Tucker from the Facebook says, Second question from Tucker. He's a personal friend. That's he, why. He's always on him. here. and I, He actually has some good questions. They're not too long. I'll Listen, guys, if you put a question that's too long, I don't yeah. use it because I don't. The paragraphs are rough. Yeah, <laughs> I love okay, you. Go ahead. But... Even the emails. We love when people email the show. Sports cards nonsense at Gmail. The longer some, the some of these guys write forties. Yeah, if, you, if there's more letters and which your is great emails they than, love the, us. than the email <laughs> address itself. <laughs> yeah, ninety-seven pages. Even the interns aren't reading. That's tough. Okay, we, go ahead. we love that you care. What's though. the tuck um, saying? Mr. Tucker says, Another "Which guy kids are junk and which ones are top notch, or does it just depend on the player on the card?" Yeah, I mean, first rule of thumb, player on the card. Uh, for new parallels, though, a lot of it has, just has to do with the numbering or the or the stated print run. You know, you may get a blue parallel one in every 400 packs, but the green parallel is one in every 8,000 packs. Scarcity, the rarity of it. But, of course, player has a lot to do with it. Yeah, it, that's a very vague question to it. it. A lot of it just depends. A lot of parallels mm-hmm. are numbered these days. The ones that are non-numbered, just the straight SP or SSPs, those are the ones that you have to really do some research on. You know, how rare are they? Adam Beedling from Facebook says, <laughs> as the overall oh, card market gosh. grows, do you think there will be a trickle-down effect where we see more interest in non-quarterback vintage football cards? i.e. Randy Moss, Lawrence Taylor. Yeah, um, yeah, actually, that's a good question. I I absolutely think so. Some of the best buys in the market, in my opinion, right now are running backs for the vintage card market. Uh, Walter Payton, Jim Brown. I think Jim Brown is still the best. If you have money to invest in longer term, 
which actually, this is a this was a question. Somebody said, you know, could we do some straight cash homies for now? What about some of these vault predictions? I forget who asked that on the Facebook, yeah, the Facebook today. The Facebook. Like Jim Brown rookies, graded Jim Brown rookies to me, maybe the best investment for a three to five year window. But yeah, okay. I absolutely think so. Um, newer market, no, but for vintage football, even Jerry Rice stuff. You know, Jerry Rice is not coming down in value. And Randy Moss is kind of the the newest of those that I would invest in still. Anything newer than Randy Moss, really tough. Uh, but Moss out of the 1998 class, I've got some nice Randy Moss stuff, and I, I, I don't plan on selling it. I have a PSA 10 Topps Chrome and a 9.5 Bowman Chrome Refractor. I got those. One was The Chrome was only like $750, and the Bowman Refractor was like $1,800. I think that's crazy underpriced. Randy's unbelievable and still in the public eye. So, yep. That was James Darcy who said that, um, that you were referencing. Sure. All Pride right. and Prejudice. Uh, I think that I got two Darcy. more here. All right, go ahead. You want to hit them? All right. Hit Michael, him. oh, oh Michael boy. His question, the end of his question says, please don't butcher my name. Um, well, he spelled my say. name with an I, so that's it, Michael. You're getting it J-E-S-S-I? Yeah, J-E-S-S-I-E. So it's upsetting. Oh, I don't want to talk about not, that. Yeah, Michael Janashvila. Is it J-A-N-A? Uh, J-A-N-A. This is Mikey J. I like him. Mike's been a buddy of mine for years on Facebook. I've never said his name because I just say Mikey J because I have no clue. Mike's Mikey J. What does Mike want to know? know? Anything Stephon, he wants. Stefan Marbury and Jason Kidd. Are they worth investing? Kidd, yes. Marbury, no. Yep, mm-hmm. I don't. People ask about Marbury a lot, too, because of the ties to the Asian market. I just don't. It hasn't had an effect yet. I don't think it will. Jason Kidd, though, top 10 point guard of all time, still relevant in the coaching scene some, too. I like Jason Kidd. I think he's still a decent buy out of the uh, 1994 class. I would focus on his rookies. But, yeah, Kidd out of 94, solid. Yep. Okay. Mikey Last J is one. good people. Don't butcher that name, dude. I I didn't. I, I always call perfect. him Mike Janashville, but that is not even close to his name. <laughs> That's That looks really good. Is accurate. that it? Yep. Is that how you uh, say his name? William Brossett from the Facebook. Drop, is it, drop the the. <laughs> is it true time. you are selling a lump of cards right now, not because of buying a house, smokescreen in parentheses, <laughs> but to actually go big into Tom Brady's new NFT service autograph? It is. I'm selling my house to go into that, actually. That's yep. it? You doing that, bro? You love Tom. I, yeah, I like Tom. Some people have asked me about that legitimately. I'm not buying anything NFT. I don't care about it. And again, I think NFT will thrive and do great on its own. I think it will do that largely separate from the card space. You know, Originally, it was like these athletes are going to get involved and the card guys are going to shift their money and focus to that, or they're going to shift to Top Shot. I think both NFTs in general, Top Shot will do great. All these things will do great, not because it's being financially supported by the card hobby. I just think they're very different. I think people are starting to see that. And also, out of spite, I'm so sick of like the influencers telling oh, me God. NFT is the future, NFT is everything. We almost made it without a rant. It may, it and you know what? It may <laughs> be huge and do great and be awesome. I, that's fine. I just don't care about it. And I know a lot of people who do not care about it. There are tons yeah, of people who do. Who are they? Name them. Mikey Janashville. You know, I, it's just one of those things. It's like, I don't. If you don't have any interest in it, at this point in my life, where I'm at financially, I, I don't chase things that I don't have interest in because I don't brag want to. About it. You know, I just, and everybody's bragging about their kids. I'll brag about my dogs <laughs> and money. There you go. <laughs> yeah, you wouldn't understand. You're a father. You'd be quiet. I, I don't have a dog, though. So uh, the only thing, I, I'll say this, though. The I'll say this, number 19 <laughs> of the show. Somebody said I'm taking a shot every time I say that term. A person oh, is God, unconscious right now. Is the essentially person dead. <laughs> oh. Um, <laughs> The only thing about it, though, that I don't like, I just, I get sick of something that comes out. I think it's pretty clear and pretty widely accepted. NFT is, is going to be a hugely growing market, right? People, but what? So why do I have to keep hearing influencers every tweet, every message, everything's about it, like how great it's going to be? It's like, who, who are you convincing? Everybody kind of accepts that it's going to be a big thing in a, a huge market. I just get sick of people telling me I have to be involved. Like, you got to be into this. If you're not in, you're missing out. Okay. Like, <laughs> Simmons is texting you right now. He just listened to the show and he's like, enough with the NFT talk, Mike. Yeah, I just I'm good with it. I don't I don't care about it. So and we're still going. OK, there you go. It's OK. I'm getting real sick of your attitude. You know what? I, I was in a bad you know? mood to start. You've cheered me up today. You've done well. Very glad. Hey, before you go in your outro to end this episode, guys, if you're listening and you haven't already, will you do me, Jesse? 
Jesse, JG Assemble, come on. Will you go out to our social media and give us a like or a follow? Where do they Maybe find even us? a comment? Where well, you can us? find us on multiple platforms, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and that big old Facebook group. Come on down. We'd love to have you. Sports, cards, nonsense everywhere. Your face is disturbing right now. I'll be honest with you. This is the first show we've done this week, too. There it is. This is the even more disturbing face of yours. Um, <laughs> nothing interesting on Twitter today. I was kind of searching the feed when you were yammering on about whatever you were talking. Not a yep. whole lot of, eh. eh that's okay. There. But there good. will be as soon as all of the listeners go on there and leave us a comment and a like. You know what else I've been told we're supposed to start asking for? If you listen to the podcast, preferably okay. on Spotify... But if you listen to Apple, iTunes, wherever else, send us money on PayPal. Leave a <laughs> leave a review. You're supposed oh, to do that. Oh yeah, do that, please. Yeah, Tell uh, the world we've reached out to some us. guests. Like I said, hopefully Simmons next week. Hopefully uh, Scott from Starstock. Uh, yeah, we're gonna have to start sprinkling in some more guests. Is this three or four in a row for just me and you? I don't know. I've I've been blacking out on most of these episodes. So I'm also going to see it. Well, you, your best work is when you're blacked out. I think so. <laughs> would say. Uh, I'm also going to try to reach out to Fine Sand again. I want to get a baseball guy in here again at some point um, for like an end of show, 10, 15 minute. Like, hey, what's hot? What are we missing in baseball? Type of topic. Um, and then as we don't get put baseball to the, on YouTube, though. Oh my they god! Don't like it. Don't, they don't, don't like put baseball on YouTube. YouTube. <laughs> I don't like YouTube. So that's your show. Sports cards nonsense. He is Jesse. No I. I am Mike. One I. Thanks one for I. listening. See you guys Tuesday later. You have two eyes, Mike.